0: Today's episode is from the Vault, where I did an interview for the Abundance Mindset Summit and interviewed my guest, Levante. We talk why fear isn't real and busting myths and fears that keep people from dreaming big. Stay tuned. This is the Fearless Mummies Empowerment Podcast with host, certified executive coach, master NLP practitioner. Lucia Griesbach, where we talk all things mindset, inspiration, strategy, and consciousness for parents who want mastery in parenting, business, and in life. Hello, and welcome to the Abundance Mindset Secret Summit. I'm your host, Lucia, from the Furious Mummies Empowerment Network. Our guest today is Levante. Levante is a college professor, a certified success coach, singer, award-winning writer, and the host of Levante TV. She's a multi-passionate creative on a mission to support young people, especially millennium women of color, to prosper doing work that lights them up. She empowers her clients and students to align with their gifts and develop the champion mindset so that they can create the beautiful life that they love and deserve. She is the author of the upcoming book entitled The Seven Laws of the Champion Mindset, How to Win in Life and Get Anything You Set Your Mind to. Levante is an expert communicator with more than 10 years' experience working for media powerhouses such as CBS, MTV, and BET. Although she was in the field of expression, she felt like her own authentic expression was being blocked. As a result, she left the traditional media world and took the bold step to build a new career, where she uses her voice as a platform for empowerment. Levante was named a thought leader for the next generation by best-selling author and pioneer businesswoman Sharon Lecter. She is the host of Levante TV, where she shares practical wisdom, coaching, and music to inspire young people to unleash their full potential. When she's not writing, singing, or coaching, you can find her spending quality time with her marine husband. Welcome, Levante. Hello. It's, so, it, it,
1: it's so odd to, to listen to someone talk about me. <laughs> so not funny. It's like you're
0: not, not really you, but it is you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you've done a, re- a lot of amazing things in your life. Um, the first question I always ask the guess is when you hear the word abundance, what comes to mind for you? Mm.
1: Abundant. For me, what comes to mind is a, is a, is a connection with, with all good, right? So that mm-hmm. whatever it is that you seek to manifest, it, 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 it manifests in your world. It's a joy and a peace in spirit. Um, it's a want for nothing. You know, even when it seems like everything isn't perfect, but you know you have everything you need. When I think of abundance, that's what I I think of.
0: Hmm, that's nice. So abundance is like, a um, you have everything that you mm-hmm. want, and it's it's there's no lack ever, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And today we're going to talk about why fear isn't real and how to bust the myth that keeps you from your mm-hmm. dreams. Can we start with, like, what are some myths that keep people from dreaming big? Wow,
1: there's so many of them. And I love this topic because it's been a journey for me and a practice for me and something Mm -hmm. I have to remember every day. Um, because, you know, what happens is if people, we look at people, and I do it myself. The other day I saw a girl who I, I, you know, I used to know, and she's won these awards and done all these things, and I'm like, oh, my God, you know, and that comes about. But in between, you know, when you know someone's story, you know that's not the overnight success. That's the 10-, 15-, 20-year overnight success. They've been working at it. What makes them successful is because they didn't stop. They didn't give up. They have mm-hmm. a certain mindset when it comes to the resistance, which is a part of our lives. So I think that we have to recognize that resistance is a, mm-hmm. is a force of nature, and it doesn't just happen to one person, and one person doesn't just always have all the luck. One of the, the biggest myths that we hold and one of the biggest things that hold us back is we believe that we have to be self-made. There is no one that's self-made. We all Mm -hmm. need people. That's one of the biggest myths of any myth. Not even not you know it comes. There's also the fear of connecting. There's so many different types of fears, right? And we'll talk about Mm -hmm. this. It's one of my favorite topics. But I will tell you this: one of the things, if you if you intend to go it on your own, you will never make it until you realize that you need people and people need you. And one of the fears that we have sometimes of putting ourselves out there or doing the things that are on our hearts, we think, oh, God, what will people think? But what if people are just waiting to see you show up? Um, There are many, many myths that we could talk about, but I think that those are things that people don't normally talk about because we live in a very individualistic environment and people think, oh, I got to make it on my own. I got to do this and do that. And I'm here to tell you until you find your people, you will never really find your power, your, your, your wealth. If you know, if that's what you're going for. yeah mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So can you talk a bit about resistance? Cause you mentioned a bit about resistance mm-hmm. and maybe not everybody that's listening understands what resistance mm-hmm. is um is there you know because I think a lot of people feel the resistance they may feel like oh that means I shouldn't go there because you know mm-hmm. I'm I feel like I don't want to do this you know mm-hmm. so why don't you talk a little bit about resistance
1: yeah um so my book that is coming out later on in the year it's called um the seven laws of the champion mindset mm-hmm. and it's how to win in life and get anything you want and I developed a, uh, I was doing some research for several years and I was doing it with my clients and then doing it in the classroom with my students and I developed this assessment. And um, at first I called it the challenge personality assessment because I realized that one thing that successful people have in common is they have a certain approach to challenges Mm -hmm. and they're able to achieve despite challenges. And challenges happen to each and every person. And you can call this resistance as well. Um, resistance, the best way that I could explain it is through Newton's law, right? Newton's third law. Mm-hmm. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction, right? Mm. So there's an the equal and opposite reaction to your positive action is resistance. And this resistance comes in many forms. One of my biggest forms of resist- resistance is perfectionism
0: mm, and one of my- waiting. <laughs> mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. I'm a chronic perfectionist and I have to develop a practice. I did a Levante TV show about how to turn that into fuel for success because it's possible. Anything that challenges us also brings us a certain gift as long as that challenge is in line with who we are meant to be. You know, as long as that challenge is in line with us striving for our full potential, that challenge has a gift. So mine, one of my biggest ones is perfectionism and waiting. It's not perfect. Oh my God, what are people going to think if I do this and do that? Right. And then I realize that If you wait until things are perfect, you will never get it done because nothing's ever perfect, just like no human being is ever perfect. And so what I started practicing is I started taking imperfect action. You know, I do things with a spirit of excellence. And I think that people who are perfectionists deep down have a spirit of excellence. But when you allow Mm -hmm. that perfectionism to stop you is when you turn it into fear. And then that paralyzes you and you never do anything. So yeah. when you, when you look at another thing, um, you know, people would say fear is a part of resistance. And I, and I, I have a certain perspective on fear, which is kind of different for most people, but yeah. that resistance is any force. That will push back on you while you're pushing forward. Now understand mm-hmm. that if we never had this force pushing back on us, then we will never fight for anything. And if mm-hmm. we don't fight for anything, then things don't mean anything to us. And I so, kind of look
0: at it. Yeah, I kind of mm-hmm. look at it as like um, whenever there is any kind of growth, there is resistance. There, mm-hmm. it just has to be. It's like, you know, if you even look at nature, like in order for a little chick to be born it has to like pop through that hard shell to come out and it's the same with like caterpillars you know going through through like the pupa stage to you know to become a butterfly yeah so it's like resistance is just part of growth and you know it's it's i think that we've been told you know maybe in some way round of form either we've told or somehow thought it it wasn't a natural, but it is very natural,
1: mm-hmm, to be, mm-hmm. you know,
0: in face of resistance.
1: You said you know so many things there that that, that that I want to kind of piggyback on. Go ahead, Michelle. Yeah,
0: no, go ahead. No, go ahead.
1: Why don't you go um, ahead and piggyback? When when you said growth, right? Um, oh. Anything that expands us, right, is going to stretch us. There's growing pains, and I think that the the resistance sometimes is that growing pain, and because we have been taught to call it something else, we have been taught To make it negative, it affects us in a a negative way. Um, You speak of the the caterpillar. Levante is my middle name, but Vanessa is my first name. And Vanessa represents Uh like a a genus of butterflies, right? Uh And as a child, I used to chase butterflies a lot. And my brother, who was like 10 years older than me, very mischievous, Always only wanted to play with me when he wanted to wrestle with me and beat me up, right? So I was playing. He came out. He's like, you know, because I grew up in Jamaica. And he's like, you know what? Let me show you something. He said, follow me. I was like, all right. So he (laughs) carries me way down into the bottom of the property. And he brings me to a tree. And he takes this worm off the tree. And he knows I'm scared of of anything crawly. Because once he put a lizard in my blouse.
0: Oh, and nice brother. Knew, <laughs>
1: perfect brother, huh? He knows I'm scared of it. So I started to run. I said to him, you bring me all this way to put a a, a worm on me? He's like, no, you fool. It's not a worm.
0: Oh. <laughs> and he
1: put this thing in. He had a mason jar in the back of his pocket. And he yeah. put the thing in a mason jar. And he said, you love Chase Butterfly, don't? No, let me show you how butterfly come. So he was saying, I want to show you how a butterfly is created. So he put the thing in a jar and he put it on my windowsill. He said, watch it. It was in there for days. I put it on a leaf. And then one day I woke up and I didn't see the thing in there. And I thought, oh, my God, it must be dead. And then when I look, you know how it attaches itself to the top and it cocoons and it does that. Yeah. And I saw that process of how a butterfly is created. And I thought to myself, I was like, wow, and, and it's an insect, of course, I don't, you know, it doesn't have feelings, but I said, it must be very, very difficult for that thing to shed mm. its skin, to become mm. liquid, in order to k- blossom into this beautiful flying thing that I chase around. Yeah. And such is life. We are always metamor... Mm. we're always, at, we're always in our metamorphosis, right? Mm -hmm. always evolving and and this is where the resistance happens and 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 if we settle into the resistance and we let it control us then we will never ever grow our wings
0: yes we'll never see what the next you know chapter of amazingness or abundance can come Mm -hmm. out of that yeah Mm -hmm. so you you mentioned a bit about the types of fears you want to talk a little bit Mm -hmm. about different types of fears Oh, my gosh. Um,
1: Okay, so I will limit it today because we don't have forever. (laughs) But um, in my book, I delve into this too, into um, my concept is this. And and it'll be hard for some people to accept it because they're like, Mm -hmm. for me, I believe fear isn't real. And this is how I know fear isn't real. I've been a singer and, and a pageant girl all my life. I've had to be going on stages. It's something I love to do. I love to be in the presence of people. I love to connect with people. And I think stages give me that opportunity. But when I was younger, uh, I used to get, I do still get very, very nervous. And one time I was so nervous that I went on stage and I forgot everything and I blanked out and I totally embarrassed myself. Mm. And I, I was like, wow, why did that happen? And I said at that point, I will never let that happen to me again. The next time I was going to go on stage, I said, listen, this is not, this is not fair. This is excitement. And I Mm. said to myself, you're excited for what you're about to do. And I went out there and I did phenomenal. Mm. And this, there's, there has been a research done, um, where they took two test groups and they were going to do public speaking and they told one group to, you know, stay calm, you know, you know, just, it's nervousness. It's natural to be nervous and stuff. Then they told the other group that, you know, um, be excited. Everyone's waiting for you. And the group that was excited performed better than the group mm. that was on the other that's end a, of things, right? That's
0: a great point. And it's
1: scientifically proven that mm. fear and excitement vibrates on the same level. It's the same emotion. But mm. we have been taught to call it fear. Yes. And because we're taught to call it fear, when it comes up, we shut down. And when we shut down, we limit our performance. And then when we limit our performance, we internalize that to believe I'm just not good at this. I'll never do it again. And maybe that's the very thing that you ought to do to really strive to your next level. Now, one of the things I want to say, and I got this from a Will Smith movie. I forgot the name of it. But he he and his son... They were on this well, planet. Of and,
0: happiness.
1: Oh, it, no, that's not the one. Okay, It's this, um, this space thing, intergalactic thing. I forgot the name of it. But in that movie, his son mm. had to go out and save him. And there's this creature that preys on human fear. If you're fearless, mm. it cannot see you. But if you have fear, it sees you. And Will is one of the persons who perfected being invisible to it without fear. Mm. And his son wanted so bad to be like his dad. So he said to him, danger is real, but fear, fear is not real. Yeah, so that that movie really put it in words for me because I never had the words to express, you know, that danger is very real. You know, our body is built to survive. Our body is built mm-hmm. to warn us of danger. You know, our, our prehistoric brain is still there when we, you know, were cavemen and had to escape tigers. And it yeah. warns us of any kind of danger. But that fear is what we make up in our minds by thinking of what might happen in the future, Right.
0: Mm. Um And I that's call that future
1: it. tripping. Mm-hmm. Ah. That's that's the future tripping. So, whenever you are okay, I can't do that because I this is going to happen and that's going to happen, but it hasn't happened yet, right? It's the future mm-hmm. tripping. That's where the fear sets in and it paralyzes you. And I say to people, fear isn't real, but guess what? It's a choice that you make because when you make that choice to allow it to paralyze you, you have just made it real.
0: Yeah.
1: When you make the choice to have fear paralyze you, you've made it real and you said to me to say to talk about the types of fear. So because it's mm. so many things, I'll just limit it to the major ones, right? Okay. We call them the fear of failure and there's a the fear of success.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I call those loss fear and gain fear. Mm. So
0: I never saw or heard it in that uh, that way <laughs> that perspective.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's all in my book. I've been doing this and dealing with clients with this for, for a very long time. So I'll tell you the story. I had a client, she yeah. grew up in um uh she went to Catholic school and she said there was this rosary. Uh she was like 8 or 7 years old and there's this rosary that cost like 10 bucks. And usually she got her allowance for 2 bucks and she wanted that 10 bucks rosary and she saved and saved and saved and she said she was going to go and she was going to get it because all the big kids had it and she wanted it. And she went over to the big kids section, and she climbed up these stairs. As a child, she said the stairs just seemed like they were just going up into heaven. And she climbed up and went to the nun, mm. and she said uh, to the nun, "I want that rosary. I have the money." And the nun looked at her and took the money, and said, "You're not. You're not old enough." And oh. the nun called her family and said. She doesn't know where she got all that money from, but she's you know she's not supposed to have it. It's not not old enough, right? And so, mm-hmm. she was talking about that story because there was something very important to her. She wanted to do, but she felt like if she did it, she would lose. Hmm. That that that's a that's that's like a where some you know or yeah. stems from our experiences, right? Yeah. And so that would be an example of her not making decisions over and over in her life because she feared that if she did it, she would lose something that she already had.
0: Right. And then the scenario is never the same and you can't predict Mm-mm. the future. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I love that term that you use, future tripping.
1: It mm-hmm. It is future tripping. So we're already making up in our minds what's going to happen, Right. Mm -hmm. And then, so, you know, she has that loss fear and then people have that gain fear. You know, they'll do all the things that needs to be done, but then have you ever hit an upper limit where the thing you wanted most just happened and you're supposed to make a call just to finalize it and you can't? Everything you've worked on is happening and there's one step and you can't. You're thinking, oh my God, if I do this, then, oh, then maybe I won't be able to... Um, do this other thing or maybe I'll lose my time with my family so these are the things that we make up in our minds always Mm -hmm. making them up in our minds and those are the things that we have to be mindful of and we Mm -hmm. also have to go back to the fact that anytime you allow it to paralyze you that's when you allow it to be real, that's when you allow it to be fair.
0: So what do you recommend for people? Do you recommend that they like, do they just move forward, or what, what do you think they should do in terms of their next step, in terms of mm-hmm. they're faced with this fear, even though it's not real, mm-hmm. of like a gain or a loss, for example? What do you it's, suggest you know, they
1: do? Yeah, I, I believe that um, you have to understand that everything is a process. Um, and to be a student of your own life and to be a student of your own emotions, of your own choices, of how you allow things to act upon you, right? To right. always be um, not, not reactive, but responsive, right? Yeah. So when yes. you react in paralysis, that is you allowing that emotion to tell you what to think and to tell you, okay, you can't do that. It, it, it's going to kill you, Right. Yeah. But when you know better, you respond better. Okay, yes, this is hard. It'll be tough. I see what it is, but it's important for my future. I'm going to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. And I it, 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 my seven laws of the champion mindset it talks about all the different things that operate in our lives. These are natural laws. These are universal laws. The same laws that the, that nature uses to grow a forest. The same mm-hmm. laws where flowers bloom operate in our lives in a major way because we are human and we're conscious. Over all things in the world, we're conscious. And these same laws operate on us when it comes to us manifesting what is first in the mind and as i said just like with fear is future tripping right Mm -hmm. when we talk about manifesting or we talk about abundance all of that is always first in in your in your mind always first in your mind and so So, um go ahead would
0: you say that you would me- you mean that just embrace whatever is in front of you and regardless of the outcome and you know that it's a good step forward for you mm-hmm. and you embrace whatever the outcome is regardless of whether there is a gain or a loss and mm-hmm. you'll just find a way to progress from there. Is that what you mean yes. by
1: that? Yes, pretty much an outcome, outcome, oh my oh. God. We get so hung up on outcome
0: uh-huh. that,
1: and, and at the end of the day, we're not in control of that. All we can do is take it. Right. The outcome yes. might just surprise you in marvelous ways. Uh-huh. Have you ever done something or set a goal? Right, You set a goal and you go for it. You completely fail at it. But when you look at it, you realize that it brought you to a point so you could see something else. Something else so magnificent, you you wouldn't have seen it if you hadn't pursued that other thing, right? Yeah. So that's what happens to us. We get tripped up on outcomes and we are like, oh, this is what's supposed to happen. and But we don't control anything.
0: If yeah. Really... I just, yeah, I feel like there's a, there's a lot there when people see, like, or they've done something that they feel that they did wrong or they made a mm-hmm. mistake. And they're so hard on themselves when they really Mm -hmm. should look at it as like it's, it's a lesson or a learning point in there Mm -hmm. and, and not look at it as something that I'll never, I'll never try again or I'll never do that again because Mm -hmm. it can be different, you know, each time you do the same thing. Um, it's like, you know, an example came to my mind, like when you were talking. It's like children, when they're learning to walk, you know, if they're mm-hmm. learning to walk and if they trip and they fall, they're not going to say, I'm never doing that again, right? Mm-hmm. They get back up and they try it again because with each step and each practice, you, you get better at it and you improve and you learn, like, how to, you know, move your body or how to, you know, how to master your skill of whatever you're trying right. to do. Yeah,
1: mastery, yeah. mastery. Um mm-hmm. As I write my book and you look at categories that you could put it in, you know, and that that annoying self-help keeps popping up. And I absolutely abhor that term because we're not Mm -hmm. in this to help ourselves. We're in this for self-mastery. We're in this for practice. Mastery demands practice, I think. And I don't play that well, (laughs) but mm, a little bit. And... What I know is that if you are learning something like a pianist, right, you have to practice. And even the best pianist in the world will tell you that they are still learning. And that is life. That is what life is. And so when we get hung up on outcomes, when we stop before we start, when we future trip, that's the other side of, of the things. You know, that's the resistance. And if we only had good in the world, we would take everything totally for granted, right?
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: whatever it is that is forcing and pushing against you, just understand that as forceful as that is, your breakthrough is going to be multiple times more powerful because the harder it pushes at you, the more powerful you're going to break through. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, that's these are some of the things that we all, no matter how successful you are, no matter what you've achieved, there is always another level. And what champions do, like you said, a baby, they, they keep on going till they start walking because they know that that's the outcome. I'm going to walk. And what Uh champions do is they, they are very, very, they, they are very, um, particular about the challenges that they take. The challenges that they take are the challenges that are in line with what they're going for. So my the very first law of my seven law is alignment. You know, alignment mm, with the that. gift that yeah, that you're supposed to express alignment with the higher intention for your life. And from following that and I have exercises that help people to um, find out, you know, what is it that they're supposed to be giving to the world? What's that gift? Um, and to really clarify that. And when you clarify that no matter what comes in your way, you'll be able to overcome it because you know. There's a knowing that you have that is beyond understanding.
0: And so uh, when we when, when we talk about, like, um, why fear isn't real and how to bust the myth that kinda mm-hmm. keeps you from your dream, would you mm-hmm. say the first step is to remove the word fear out of your vocabulary or even your thoughts and replace it with um, something else. Would you say that?
1: I, you know, yes, but I think every person has to come to that awareness and that epiphany on their own, Mm
0: -hmm. maybe
1: through hearing my voice or maybe through hearing someone else or maybe through understanding it for themselves, because I would not have understood it if I wasn't already putting myself in that space where I was so fearful that I totally embarrassed myself. And then mm-hmm. realize that I can use that same energy to totally exceed myself. You see, Yeah. so, so until you I totally find get that what you're saying,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, I totally get yeah, what you're yeah. saying. And at the same time, I see when I have a lot of fear still residing in me, like for instance, especially when it comes to. um you know, my children being out in the world, mm-hmm. for example, mm-hmm. right? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's easy for me to feel that I have some kind of control over whether they're safe or not. But mm-hmm. the reality is that it's not really in my control. So I understand yeah. what you're saying, but I understand, you know, that it takes a lot of awareness and a lot of a continu- continuation of a journey of un- unveiling that Fear is not really a reality and it's like based on something else that's going on. And mm-hmm. you know, I like how you said about it, turning it into like something like excitement or mm-hmm. sometimes it's a lack, like it could be a lack of trust or a lack of, mm-hmm. you know, there's so much going on when it comes so to much. fear. And mm. and
1: it is it is within each person's experience, right? Right. So for me yes. to sit up here and say, "Oh, fear isn't real, and why are you fearing it?" Yeah, no, I can't do that because yeah. it's within each person's experience, and each person has to find that on their own. But when people wake up to this, they put a lot of these gurus out of business. How many gurus out there are telling you, "Oh, I can show you how to turn your fear into," and and it's how they make their money, right? Mm-hmm. but if you if you help people to release themselves from that if you help people to understand the falsity of 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 it and understand that you make it fair when you allow it to paralyze you so will you allow it to paralyze you or will you choose a different thing you know so yeah. every person has to do that and I I talk about that extensively in my book but it's really in the book I speak to champions i speak to and we're all champions we're all champions that are striving to reach our fullest expression and Mm
0: -hmm.
1: in order to do that we have to first connect as to why we're really doing this and not just that why we have to connect to that gift that we ought to express and it's within that expression of those gifts within that um, connecting to higher intention that we truly evolve on the journey that we're supposed to go. Just like you can't say if your kids are going to be safe out there, you don't control the world.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, we
1: don't control anything. We can only work to influence the ebb and the flow. We have influence. We have power. Right. We don't have mm-hmm. control. So when yep. we work to influence the way that our lives go, that is us creating ultimately abundance.
0: Yeah, that's right? the manifestation part of it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: That's what yeah. it is. And so, yeah. you know, this I'm so grateful for this conversation because I feel like as I speak and as I'm in the throes of, of writing this book, it helps me mm-hmm. to get even more clarity. Because I, yeah. I, I I've done this research and I've everything that I've done, I've worked with my clients over it and everything. I'm still working in my own life. But I think with each
0: Yeah, and I feel like with each conversation that we talk about that there's like a a deeper understanding and more depth to something mm-hmm. that we feel that we already understood, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden it's like this different way of looking at it, and it mm-hmm. it's, it becomes a deeper meaning to it.
1: I I was just going to say that we all get to a point, no matter what we look like, what we've achieved, where we need a little help. You know, I talk a lot about comfort zone, and there's mm-hmm. this. Here's another quick perspective on fear. So this is, this is scientific. So there's this thing called cognitive dissonance, right? And um, I use it in my comfort zone training. So when we're supposed to get out of this comfort zone where we're doing well already, but we know there's another ceiling we need to get to, there is the barrier of anxiety, right? This is cognitive dissonance. And this is the difference between where you are and where you want to be. Mm-hmm. And in your brain, your brain is is set up so that your brain will be fine and focused if everything is in line, if you can see everything in one wave. But when there's a difference, I'm here, I don't have enough money, and I want to go over there, and this is what it's going to take. And then you look over there, and the people are happy, and it's everything you ever wanted, and those two things reside in your mind. It causes Mm -hmm. cognitive dissonance. And cognitive Mm -hmm. dissonance is what we have started to also call fear. Now, what I did when I transfer my fear into excitement is I use the energy of where I want to be to be the only energy, the prevalent energy. So I'm not mixed up in my thoughts. And once I have that excitement in my mind, I can be clear and I can create more of that. Yeah.
0: Wow. That's really awesome.
1: You can up-level your mindset no matter what level you're at. To break through to your next level, we're always breaking through. If you ever stop breaking through to your next level, then that means that you're just not—you're you, just going to be mediocre, right? I'm mm-hmm. talking to those people who always want to strive to be better, For the next
0: level, yeah, next
1: level. And this yeah. is why we talk about the comfort zone but then there's another zone you know it i i i forgot what it's called it's like proximal performance something like that scientific mm-hmm. just like if we're learning a math problem we have learned basic algebra but now we're going to the next level and we can't quite figure it out unless we have a math tutor who has done it who can show us right mm-hmm. And that is where it, that is where I love the way that the world is opening up and more people are becoming coaches and pract- practitioners because in our lives we will be able to break out of comfort zone and break out of them, but there are zones that we can never master unless someone else who has done it show us how to do it. Yeah. And so, One of the biggest advice I would say if you are in this state of truly always getting better and growing, and you always need mentors and you always need to be mentoring because, you know, we might feel like, oh, I have nothing to give, I don't know anything, but you're five years ahead of someone. And by Mm -hmm. you saying something to that person, you could totally up-level them so that they can get things done like so, so much faster. I wish someone would have told me these things at 26, you know, I know. When, when I mm. was in the throes, you know, Yes. but for me, you, you always look, always look for your next mentor because you you'll be able to, if you're strong minded, if, if you, if you espouse the champion mindset, you'll always be able to break through the comfort zone, but sometimes you're going to need a hand.
0: Yeah, and I think sometimes, too, a part of it is whether you're at that right place in your life mm-hmm, to accept mm-hmm. that, because oh, yeah. a lot of times it gets presented before you, but at the time, you you don't quite understand or it looks different, and then, you know, 10 years later or five years later, you mm-hmm. look, look at it, and it, the same thing presents itself in front of you, mm-hmm. and it becomes this, you know, different layer of complexity and understanding that just opens up. And I think yeah. it's just about a readiness of of yourself, yeah whatever you I'm know. so
1: glad you said that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am because one of the things, and we've experienced this before, something is right before you, but you don't understand it till you do and it's mm-hmm. and there's a saying that when the student is ready, the teacher will show up. yeah, I agree, and I hope yeah. that this conversation between us will help some people who are ready. All right, it's, it's not going to yeah. be useful to you if you're not ready. You're going to throw it yeah. up. oh, this doesn't make sense. And maybe if yeah. you listen to it three years from now, you might be, whoa.
0: Yeah, the right person will understand it. The right person mm-hmm. will listen to it and will get it. And, and you know, that's the whole reason. <laughs> yeah, the whole reason you know I'm having the summit is to bring that awareness and that inspiration in people. Because if it lights something up, then it's 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 meant to expand in that area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and one more thing that I want to bring up um, in terms of fear before we go, um, and, you know, you talked about fear, the flip of it being excitement mm-hmm. sometimes. And there's other, you know, we talked about how there's so many different types of fears and different mm-hmm. ways that we could kind of change it or pivot it into something different. And one of the things that I see in fear is the, the thought that we're separate Mm -hmm. Um, to me that is a big one because we aren't separate and i think that Mm -hmm. um, fear a lot of times comes out when we think that we are and that Mm -hmm. we can get harmed you know because somebody is different and you know having that understanding that that you were not separate and it's like you said earlier about working together and there's no such thing Mm as self-made it's 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 all part of that, you know, understanding mm-hmm. that we're all here to support each other and mm-hmm. align to, to work together, and that brings us, elevates us all individually mm-hmm. as a unit. So, I, you know, it's just something I wanted to bring up before we end our call. Yeah,
1: I, I mean, it's so perfect, and, I, and I, I just totally love talking to you because in the beginning, that is how I started out because that's one of the basic things that I believe in in in, in mm-hmm. life. Period. We're here yeah. for each other, and yeah. I just came off teaching American uh, literature, and mm-hmm. I was very nervous about teaching this class because I usually teach, you know, I teach um, composition, and I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm better in that space. And yeah. I I love literature though, but I I was teaching American literature, and at the end of the course, I said to my students. I hope that if nothing else, you learn that American history has been an epic battle between love and fear. And Mm. I hope that when you leave this class, you'll be able to connect with people who aren't like you on a deeper level and accept the differences and know that those differences is what allows us to make the choice between love and fear. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I just think...
0: (laughs) That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, it starts off with the awareness and just, you mm-hmm. know, the awareness of whether you're holding back or, you know, or you feel that, that difference mm-hmm. in you, you know, of being aware of that and then removing that or just, you know, letting yourself be open to, to understanding or seeing somebody differently, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time, LaVante. It's been amazing. Um, thank you. Yeah, just stay. uh, I look forward to talking to you again soon. Yeah, thank you. And for
1: anyone, just keep in touch with me over on my website, www.levante.com, L E V A N T A Y.com. Okay. Yeah. Thanks so much,
0: Levante. Thank you so much. Great talking to you, Lucia. Great talking to you, too.